0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play
1: for free right
0: now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void required prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk
1: Recorded live.
0: Hello, everybody. It's the Weekday Wars Wrestling for April 3rd, 2015. I'm Eric Clancy, and alongside Mr. Patrick Kelly... And uh, I guess this will be the WrestleMania after episode. We we didn't do a show last week, which shows how psyched we were for WrestleMania. <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll, um, I guess we'll jump right into it. And I'm going to just go out there and say it. Um, this is probably the most overrated WrestleMania I've been discussing for a while. I mean, there are people like, this was the best Wrestlemania ever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Your expectations were super low and then you got a good Wrestlemania. And like, there was a really great... To be
1: fair, it did end very strong. And I think that last impression is kind of clouding the rest of the show. Which, admittedly, was better than it had any right to be. But I... And I'm probably going to be more positive towards it than you are as a whole, but no, this was not one of the best manias ever, in my opinion.
0: So let's get right down to it. Let's let's chat about it. Um, I also want to point out, there was a uh, a lot of stories this week and they're like, oh, WrestleMania was one of the biggest financial successes. is uh, up to 1.3 million subscribers. Number one, no, they are not. And if you, anyone read the fine print on these, like, press releases they'd see that WWE is at an average of nine hundred and sixteen thousand, hundred thousand every month. Um a like, like a fair number of the ones they count and they're like, This is the highest point we got to is from free subscriptions. And many of them do not, you know, renew those. So uh, yeah, you know people were like were like, oh WWE had the best financial news ever and then of course the next day the stock goes down by by like a ton and all the wrestling fans are like, Oh, how did that happen? I don't understand it. We don't know what the stock market does. No, these guys are not fucking idiots. They get it. They saw what the real numbers are. They're still under a million. They're still under a fucking million. The thing that they told us in January and, and everybody just like, I I don't know. Nobody questions anything anymore. Nobody, nobody, uh, they just like take everything they see, whether it's, and this is indicative of our entire society, but we just look at a Facebook um, headline, and then we have an opinion on it. Like, nobody reads into <laughs> anything. I, I'm guilty of that myself. But, you know, um, WWE is not at 1.3 million subscribers. One
1: well, I reports that the Mania attendance number that they gave on the show, which was over 76,000, I've heard that that number was fudged.
0: I'm sure it was. I, I have no doubt it was. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I mean, the gate was uh, very high. It went against Wrestlemania, but, like, they didn't pack it as much as they, they wanted to. The same thing with Wrestlemania um, in New York when we went, or New Jersey, whatever. That, um, I mean, it wasn't sold out. We saw it. There were open spots. It, it, you know, they they don't, when they don't put on a good show, and I want to point out that Wrestlemania 30 was much better than Wrestlemania 31, mm-hmm. the, they don't sell out. They don't like. I don't want to hear like, "Oh, look, Daniel Bryan was in a low drawing WrestleMania event." First of all, no, he wasn't. It was like seventy thousand in the Superdome. <laughs> it's not like the. It's only get the bingo hall, you know. Um, it's just so odd to me. But let's let's go on. Let's talk about this stuff. Um,
1: I you mean, want to stay stay with the pre-show
0: or jump into the main card? I guess. Um, I mean, is there anything to talk about in the pre-show? The four-way tag match, like, okay. Cesaro, the guy who won your Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which has been sullied now because the guy that was supposed to be pegged as a future star from it is now jerking the curtain on this show and admittedly giving great performances, but clearly WWE is like, eh, well, who cares? Um, <laughs> so I don't even know if this match is even worth talking about.
1: Uh, we get out no, the really. Andre
0: the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which is so important, Patrick. It's on the pre-show being won by the fucking big show.
1: Yeah, and, you know, once again, uh, Mizdow and Miz, one of the best feuds they had in the company during WrestleMania season and going back to last year, they didn't get a match on WrestleMania, and then the crap match that they gave them, which was a battle royal with the big spot where Mizdow was supposed to turn on Miz finally, they don't even get that on Mania. They got bumped to the pre-show where less people saw it. And it's like, oh, okay. But don't, and don't worry, then they wonder wonder why they can't make start. to have
0: a 90-minute Which, by the way, was really bad. I want to point out that that segment was not good. People were shocked because Ronda Rousey was there, and I like Ronda Rousey, and I think she's great. First of all, her shit with Stephanie was weak as fuck. Second of all, I think she's great in UFC, but she was very clearly uncomfortable in front of that crowd. I don't know if it was the size. I don't know if it was the nature of the script. I don't know what it was, but she came off as very uncomfortable and the whole thing with Stephanie was super awkward. The physical stuff, not the not, I mean, the other stuff wasn't great either. But it was it was very awkward. I found it.
1: Yeah, you expected a big payoff where she really is going to kick Stephanie's ass, and it's like, oh, I just put her in an armbar. Or bar. she
0: or, well, or she gave her like the legit armbar, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like the Ronda Rousey armbar, and then you know, um, it was. Uh... Um, I, I didn't like that segment. And, and um, I should also
1: note that that segment was a, th- that was a long walk for a short glass of water. I mean, my God. <laughs> that's a
0: great, that's I, I great. think I was to yeah,
1: no. you over text, and I was like, I think that segment might still be going.
0: Yeah, you, yeah.
1: Well, it, it, Triple
0: H's segments always go really long, and the rocks do too, so you, like, combine those two things, and holy <laughs> God, but, yeah. Um, all right, let's go to the, um, uh, first match. I I want everybody to like fucking not divorce the fact that this show was full of awful builds and cool. I'm glad everybody liked the Intercontinental Ladder match, but it was also a storyless fucking spot fest. And yes, were there good things during it? Of course. But there's also nothing that means anything. And yes, we can all hope the Intercontinental title will mean something. And if maybe the next night after Raw was indicative of both uh, the US and the Intercontinental titles that maybe were in for for a renaissance, but for right now the Intercontinental title still means absolutely nothing and as good of a match as that was and Daniel Bryan cool, he won, but it was I mean it was it was a bunch of guys they didn't have anything else to do that were stealing a fucking
1: title. Yeah, and part of my problem with these type of matches and maybe i this is just me getting older or whatever, but now, these, all, these multi-man ladder matches, they all look the same to me. Like After a while, yeah. I feel like I've seen everything. They all look the same, and especially when there's no story. And like you said, the prize that's on the line going into the show is not very substantial to begin with. So there's really not a whole lot of substance here beyond a bunch of guys diving off ladders. Although there is – I want to come back to this match when we talk about the main event because there's one aspect to it that I think uh, is a bit of an added layer to the main event, but I'll circle back to that.
0: Um. So the um, the another issue with um, I, I lost my train of thought. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> the uh, oh, the multi-man. What were you talking about? I can't. I can't even remember. Um, I guess we can go to um, uh, Orton and Rollins next. Which uh, this um, was my
1: favorite match on the show.
0: Yeah. Well, no,
1: um, I, I,
0: I it was the best of the the undercard. I will agree with you on that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like I liked it a lot. I liked the main event. Process, but... Um, the finish was really cool. Yeah, it was very cool. It was... Um, the one thing this, this show had going for it was that it looked cool. It, like, this is the first show that, like, looked like WrestleMania 9. I don't mean that in the way that people probably think I mean it. I mean every time they've been in an outdoor stadium, it's been, like, on the East Coast, I think. I think it's been in, like, Florida or, like, the Arizona one, kind of, but it it didn't feel like they got a lot of sunlight in the Arizona. I don't know if that's because it's partially covered or whatnot. This, they got so much sun, and it was sunny for the whole show. It was very cool. So watching, like, Gordon and Rollins fight, and it's like looking like Shawn Michaels and Tatanka was like, hmm, it's just like an interesting visual, you know, that you don't get. Yeah, it's
1: funny you mention that because my friends and I, that we watched the show together, that was our first comment. It's like, yeah, this reminds me of the Roman one, kind of, just the way it looks and everything. And we it met was that sunny. In a good way. It was
0: very sunny, and, and that, like, I, I don't know, it's just, it's just a visual you don't get it in wrestling often.
1: Mm hmm. Um, well, a lot of times there's a concern, and one of the reasons wrestling shows steer away from this is that, you know, the sun is going to get in the the eyes of the workers and cause problems during the match. But fortunately, that wasn't the case here, so it didn't yeah. really matter. Um,
0: okay, now, singing Triple H occurred. Um, I, oh, I fucking John. hated this match. I fucking could not stand this match. And the people that, like, marked out for this, I, I could not... This was... You go first, because I, I don't even know where to begin.
1: Okay, well, I'm not going to go as far as you and say that I fucking hated it. Um, there were definitely problems with it. but things I will say that I liked, um, I thought Sting was in pretty decent shape, at least better than I expected him to be. And I'll
0: agree with
1: that. For the most part, he held up this end of the bargain, so okay, fine. Um, the spot where he took the baseball bat and s- snapped the sledgehammer in half, I thought that was very cool. That was probably my biggest markup moment uh, on the show. That. What'd
0: you say? I'll agree with that as well.
1: Yeah, that was also. So there was some good stuff in there. Um, the run-ins got a little ridiculous, and... The run-ins um, made
0: no goddamn sense. They made no sense, and nobody <laughs> wants to say this shit. They made... They... Fucking Christ. I mean, come on. The NWO? The original fucking NWO? Like, give me a goddamn break. This was such bullshit. I mean, it was... It, they they booked this the the match around the run in because it's like they sat down and they're like hey hey wouldn't it be cool if we had the original nwo versus the second incarnation of dx for whatever fucking reason what what possible i first of all Xboxing both groups so i don't i do not get it second of all what the fuck so okay which history are we paying attention to are we paying attention to the one where it's where crow sting which is who they pretty much portray him as is the sworn mm-hmm. enemy the nwo are we portraying the history where he's in the nwo with nash but not hall and hogan are we portraying tna history no of course they're not because they don't acknowledge tna exists so you don't like there's no uh sting hogan like stuff from that like what the fuck, it was supposed to be WCW and WWE. I that's exactly
1: it. what they were thinking. That's And that's I, all Vince I, cares about. He wanted to do WCW versus WWF and that was, that was the whole point of the match. Well, number one, I
0: I, I cannot fucking say this enough. This feud was not about WCW versus, versus WWE. Sting, like, kept trying to push the narrative in that way. Like, WCW is dead. This is stupid. Triple H is an asshole. I just want to, like, stop him from ruining shit. And then Stephanie's like, no, it's WCW because you're angry. And he's like, no, 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 I'm really not. So, like, it's pretty much canon that it's like, Sting is like, I'm not here for WCW. I'm making that very clear. There's no reason I would lie about this. And number two, and I cannot, I cannot, 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 cannot stress this enough. The NWO is so not WCW, it's ridiculous. Well, not the WWF. I know. Nobody in WWE gets that. Like, it, it, they, they, like, talk about it, but they don't fucking get it. They don't understand that the NWO is the WWF. So when, it, to me, it was just like, when the NWO came back in, like, uh, it was 2002. Okay, we, had, we
1: talked about this, yeah. And, 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 and
0: here's what it should have been. Vince going, thanks a lot, boys. You killed the company for me. Great job. You were my guys that I sent over there to kill them. Instead, it was, you're invading. What the fuck? Who are they invading from, this mythical NWO nation? Like, nobody in the WWE can understand the fact that the NWO is the WWF. Like, they are incapable of understanding that fact. So the idea that the NWO comes out as WCW saviors with three of the most WWF guys there is, Hulk Hogan and then two new generation dudes, like, he's so fucking out of touch and stupid and, and, oh, the, the rivalry's finally put to rest. What are you talking about? I'm so sick of talking about the Monday Night Wars, especially in this warped perspective that they do it, because it's the same narrative every time. It's, oh, they got good because they bought our guys, and there were some cruiserweights, but then they spent too much, and they didn't make new stars, and blah, blah, blah. It's this homogenized narrative that is such garbage. And I'm not saying WCW didn't blow it a mass amount of times, but... WWE simplifies that shit so much. And this was the fucking Monday Night Wars documentary, the match. It, was, it made no sense. It wasn't truthful, and it was unrealistic at most points.
1: Right, and my biggest problem with the whole thing, and I could have forgiven all of that, all of that, and everything you said is completely right, but so, all right, I'll, I'll go with their idiot logic here. The fact that Sting didn't go over to oh me my god. Was, was just the biggest and okay. And we praised Triple H at last year's WrestleMania. He was one of the guys that really made that show work for the match he had with Daniel Bryan to put him over to his role in the main event. Where he
0: which which probably for the reason he I'm, did that was because two two months earlier, CM Punk said, "You're an asshole. You don't put anyone over. I don't want to wrestle you, dickhead." That was probably majorly the reason that that happened.
1: Sure. <laughs> And you made WrestleMania better for it. This WrestleMania, he has one of the dumbest entrances I think I've ever seen him have. I mean, this rival's his entrance from 22, where he came out dressed like Conan. And that Terminator thing just... I'm sure it looked cool on paper, but was not very cool in execution. He Um, thinks he's the coolest guy in the world.
0: He's like, oh, I've got a ring. I killed the Terminators. I killed a bunch of T-800s. It's like the time where Austin locked him in the room with a snake, and he's like, oh, "I fucking killed
1: the snake. I can kill everything. I'm Triple H." He thinks he's so fucking cool. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all right. So he has this entrance, has this match with Sting, goes over when he shouldn't, and there, there, nobody can say to me if there's any reason Triple H should have won this match. And there is. No okay, reason. you and I'm I I on here. Like, go ahead. You're the guy. We're the guys who are always like the legends shouldn't always go over. You got to push the young generation or whatever. But this is Sting's first match in the WWE, and he's working with Triple H, who's already a part timer and basically runs the fucking company. So Sting going over doesn't hurt anything. And this is this was the most questionable outcome of the entire show. Yes, by far, by far,
0: and it it was so odd to me because to me it's like like you know I, honestly I'm not like a big. Mark anymore because he's like a hundred, and I'm not like, oh, yeah, you know, it's so like, yeah, yeah it's a nostalgia pop, and like, sometimes it's cool, sometimes I'm like, he's an old guy, but like, I mean, why? Why doesn't he go over? Like, I, I don't, like, did you, like, were there too many, like, faces winning the show or so? Like, of all the times they don't have oh, the, he to out go out over.
1: the title in the main event.
0: I know, yeah. So, it, it to me, it was so weird. It's like, it's. It, it, I don't know, and and you know I hate going down this route, but it's just like, don't they want to make money? Like, don't they want to like merchandise this guy? Isn't that the whole idea that they got him was to, you know? So it was very odd, and yeah, it was. Um...
1: And then later in the show, to build more you know negativity on Triple H here, later in the show he comes out in a suit, and he's not selling than he had before with Sting, and he's perfectly fine. So it's like. Dude, you've done so much damage to this show. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Ronda Rousey out
0: and, and then Sting can't. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean the the, uh, the divas match was so like devoid of any sort of soul. I mean, I'm glad AJ went over, but you know, I just like it. Like it's a, it was a tag match. You know, it wasn't like there. Wasn't and we got, a got the title match yet. on Raw last week. Yeah, yeah, which was really good. The um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed that match, but, you know, the the tag match did, was not that. Um, okay, Rusev and Cena. Um, I can't say I'm disappointed because I didn't expect anything but this to happen. I mean, Rusev's designed to lose to Cena. Uh, his entrance was amazing. Um, yeah, it was. And I'm hoping because the next time on Raw, he just destroyed um, Goldust. Yeah, that that they're just like Rusev's still a a, a big deal because I, I I think Rusev can be a big deal. I honestly think that Rusev is like possibly the heir apparent to Brock Lesnar. Is that like believable killer that like you know you can you can put in those situations? And hey, he's a Brock Lesnar that works on the shows, so you know there you go. That's something nice. Um, and it was yeah. it was a good it was a good match. I just you know it's Cena and he It's like, just a
1: whole um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, the inevitability of it. You just knew it's like alright, we we'll yeah. just get to the finish here, because we, we know. We know. Yeah.
0: And what did you yeah. think of
1: seen this entrance video?
0: Um, I may have not been paying attention to that part. I didn't see it.
1: Why? Oh, basically he had every president Oh, is it was the
0: Ronald Reagan J F K? Yeah, I am sorry. I did can <laughs> see that. Because John Cena Yeah, John Cena. Okay. Too bad Johnson, American Mason. You make you make me want to be Russian. Um then we had that segment we talked about, and then we had Bray and the Undertaker. Undertaker looked fucking horrible. I don't he care. He horrible. Said. Everybody needs to come. Like I, this is. Uh, first of all, I get if this was their reasoning, and this is what I thought in the back of my mind. I get why they may have done this. If they have Bray, if they have Undertaker lose a year after the streak is ended it makes Undertaker look like he's, he's dead. He's not good anymore. He just loses now. And they didn't want to make Brock not look good. So like, like, it would have hurt Brock to a degree. So I can understand that. But on the other hand, it helps Bray in no fucking way, shape, or form the way this match was booked. And, and, and I mean... They didn't do anything supernatural, which is kind of like what they talked about. And, like, you know, it was the whole idea was, oh, this battle of the two supernatural guys. And they didn't do anything with that. Bray had a cool entrance like he did last year. A very year, cool but, entrance. But, holy shit, the guy's got to win. And I'm not just talking about beating Dean Ambrose 900 times. He's got to beat Triple H or Undertaker. This would have been a perfect goddamn opportunity. I, I, and, by the way, he was a champ for working with that broken ankle. Um Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah.
1: He, didn't he get hurt, like, right before the show?
0: Yeah, he got hurt, like, running through it, and he wouldn't even – couldn't have told uh, – he wouldn't have been able to tell, and, and it sucks. He still was because, more
1: mobile than Undertaker.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, the thing is, like, I, I make fun of Bray's, like, you know, Mike's skills every once in a while because I think he he's good, but he's not nearly as good as everyone says he is, um, and he – and I'm not saying he can't improve because he can't. In the ring, Bray's fucking untouchable. I mean, he's so good, and he like you buy him in there as an... And he, it sucks, because he could be the Undertaker, but they're afraid to let anyone ever be the Undertaker. Like Every time they bring a guy in to, to be in that, that position, they fuck him up, because they never have any faith in them. I mean, it's the difference between Undertaker and Kane. It's, Undertaker is what happens when you commit to a character, and you commit to protecting him for years. Cain is what happens when you give up and then try again later every six months. I mean, that's the difference between the two of them. And, that, like, one will make you a ton of money and be involved in great storylines and be a star and a guy that people actively want to see, and the other guy will be a, a, a big guy that you, you trot out whenever you need to feed a, a monster to someone else, you know? so mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I... Yeah, but this match, and again, watching it with my friends, this match literally made us depressed because we just could not believe how bad Undertaker looked. It was—he
0: does look bad, and everybody's like, oh, I can't wait for thirty-two with Simon Sting."
1: Oh God, dang. oh
0: I'm so excited for that one. <laughs>
1: Fifteen <laughs> years too, well, yeah, yeah. be
0: Triple H next year too, so
1: it's gonna Hooray. be Triple H what? It's gonna be
0: Rock and Triple H next year, supposedly. I don't mind that as long as it's in like the the middle of the car and I don't mind that. <laughs> as long as it's not rock and brock, which is what they were talking about as the goddamn main event, which I'm like, really
1: Yeah. yeah. Um yeah.
0: I have to go right, to
1: the right, let's game, let's get, so it sets me up for rock.
0: Yeah, let's get to the main event, which by the way, was pretty great even before the cash in.
1: Oh yeah. Well it was it was just like the scene of the match from SummerSlam, which I thought was a great piece of continuity there.
0: It, it, yes, okay, it was the one thing, and they didn't, like, they. Ne- the thing I liked about it is they never at any point said that, like, Roman Reigns is going to beat like, they never came off that Roman Reigns was going to pin Brock Lesnar, you know, they they didn't really, like, yeah, he had a comeback and stuff, but Brock was still up and stuff. I did hate before, because I thought Re- Reigns was going to win. I mean, I think everyone did.
1: We all did, um,
0: yeah. Um, and the best, uh, the, the part when, when Reigns was doing his comeback, there was Reigns used to do this a lot better. There was no selling on offense. He was not. He was just. Oh, I'm hitting my moves. It was so Cena, and like, and that was one of the worst parts about Cena. Cena gets the shit kick out of him, and okay, he comes back. But like, you can you can do a, a, a hope spot and, and, and come back without like not showing that like without pretending like you did not just get attacked for the previous like however many minutes. That's why I always loved about Shawn Michaels. Why one of, I mean, I always give examples of Shawn on this show, but he did so many things amazing and. When he would do his comeback, I mean, he would look like he had his ass kicked for the last 20 minutes. And that adds to the believability. It makes it makes things mean something. If Brock suplexes you and bring, and, and drives you specifically to Suplex City, you've got to show the after effects of being in Suplex City. And because otherwise, if nothing in the match means anything, then why do we care? Why are we watching this? The continuity, mm-hmm. stuff making sense, like, those are the best parts of, of – great wrestling matches and yeah they they i'm not saying they didn't do that Uh, i'm not saying they like fucked up everything here but it was just a thing that annoyed me about roman reigns and did he perform well yes is he there yet no he's not and i don't want to hear people say like jericho say nobody was ready when they got it austin wasn't ready when he beat Shawn michaels are you kidding me austin was the most goddamn ready person ever so shut the fuck up, you shell! I'm getting so sick of him lately. Like he is such a goddamn yes man these days.
1: Is he, yeah, is he trying to get like a, another role or something? Because he's like really he's, he's, selling them pretty hard.
0: He's got that. He's got the podcast
1: spot after RAW next week. Oh yeah, because apparently Austin had a falling out with Vince.
0: Yes, he. Um, which I we don't know the reasoning for that. I I haven't heard what the reason is for that yet.
1: It's fascinating, but uh yeah, and I guess we can talk about the cash in, which really uh, tell me how you thought of this when Rollins came out and it became a triple threat, did you think Reigns was going to pin him? Um, cuz that was my part first of, thought. I was like, "Oh no." Part, yeah, you know, I
0: wasn't <clears throat> I was in the middle. I did I didn't feel either way uh what what was going to happen part of me felt like when he didn't get the pin or, or, or when he didn't immediately pin Lesnar after the curb stomp I said oh you know Reigns is on the outside and, and Rollins the performer was looking to the outside for timing purposes so I knew something with Reigns was going to happen and it might very well be Reigns pins Rollins and, and yeah so that was in the back of my mind but I'm like would they waste would they waste the cash in like that? And because I'm never surprised when they do something stupid, but you know, they always do. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I didn't know it. I was very much in the middle. Um, it was fascinating. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I, I was shocked when it happened. I can't believe they actually did that, but,
1: No, the ending was great. And actually, to tie it into the ladder match a little bit, and I'm sure what I'm about to say here, I'm sure this was completely accidental on their part, but it made it work better for me. In the ladder match, Dean Ambrose got powerbombed through the ladder, and he was basically done for the night. And to me, that keeps continuity with Ambrose's whole angle of trying to stop Rollins from ever catching in. So once Ambrose went down, I felt like that was when Rollins felt like he could uh, jump in and do that. Uh, I think
0: that's awesome as far as headcanon goes. I fucking guarantee you they did not even think about that.
1: Oh, no, but I noticed it. It makes it work for me, so that's all that matters. Yeah, I got you. All right. Uh, Let's talk
0: about the Raw the next night, which was two hours and 50 minutes
1: of great stuff. Yeah, it was very good. I really liked it. They did some different things. NXT had a big presence on the show, which was great. Uh, And the main angle with Brock I thought was outstanding.
0: That was, unfortunately, the final ten minutes were garbage.
1: <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it was just the same old boring. I mean, the crowd said it. it was the same old shit. I mean, we've seen all this before. It's like, oh, Yeah, well, they, okay. said, they
0: said a lot of stuff. And the funny thing was, they were pretty much enjoying the show up until that point. Because, and I thought they were going to do something huge. I mean, like, I thought, he's like, he's like, find three partners. And I'm like, well, one is Reigns. So who's going to be the third partner? And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, this is nuts. This is nuts. But with the partnership that they just showed with Ronda Rousey, what if they spent the, what if they Vince like went to Chicago and said, Hey, I, fung, I'm so sorry. Here's a million dollars a show or something insane. And he'd be the third guy. He'd be like, Whoa, you know, it's like something huge. Um, And then, of course, I see him saying, oh, Ryback will be a part. I'm like, oh, okay, so the third guy's just fucking ring. Okay, cool. Oh, he's going to be a surprise? The guy who hates Rollins more than anyone except for
1: Dean Ambrose? Like, oh, cool, that's a shocker. So that was terrible. Um, I I thought it was going to be Sting, and you're going to get Sting's first match on Raw. That would have at least been something.
0: Yeah, it was... um, yeah, that that whole finish was terrible. I mean, the the rest of the show was, was really great. I mean, uh, the opening promo was 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 great. And, and this is, like, also, I want to point out, as far as the ending goes, this is the first time the ending has disappointed in a post-Wrestle... Excuse me. In a post-WrestleMania Raw, where they're aware of how special the post-WrestleMania Raw is. There's only been three of those thus far, including this year, because... The one year after WrestleMania was the yes year, and they didn't know how everything was going to go then. The year after that was the Fandangoing, and that was Ryback turned on Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, the year after that, last year, was the Shield turning on the Authority, which was another great ending and saving Daniel Bryan. So, the um, this was the first time that we had had an ending that was just just every other Raw, and that was super disappointing.
1: Yeah, it was, and there were a couple of things, again, if they wanted to sing an Undertaker, they probably could have closed with that, and just do their year-long, though, at least it would have been something for the post-mania Raw, like a big headline, again, I don't really want to see that match at all, but again, it would have been something. Um, maybe they could have done something with Brock breaking back into the building and attacking Rollins, just something big to try and, like, end on a high note. And uh, yeah, really I thought that. Brock
0: was going to come back in and suplex the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm.
1: Which, I would say this, uh, some people said that the Brock, you know, tear everything up segment should have closed the show, which I can definitely see that, but I kind of like that they had to, tr- you know, keep the show going after he destroyed everything. I kind of, that gave the yeah, show a I, nice I, I, I do different too, I, just feel think to it. I think Brock
0: should have, I think Brock should have returned, especially when everyone's like fucking chanting for him, he's the most over guy in the company, and like, I think they should have ended something with Brock and like, maybe he comes through the crowd or whatever. And then they like, you know, you're never fucking coming back or, you know, something like that. Um, it was a great way to explain, um, what will be his absence for not being able to wrestle. And now, you know, as opposed to him being a heel, now you're like, Oh, you gotta bring him back. It's actually, that was great. Um, Heyman's, uh, promo to start the show is great. Um, Ziggler and Brian was fantastic uh, for the Intercontinental title. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what
1: do you think of Sheamus turning heel?
0: Good. I mean, finally. <laughs> I, it, they need to understand that there are certain guys in the company that are just better in some roles, and Sheamus, for whatever reason, for however long, has been a face, despite the fact that like, the, Nobody likes the, base, the base audience does not like him. Now, here's the deal and WWE gets annoyed by this, but they just need to accept it. The hardcore fans are going to cheer certain people. They're going to boo certain people. Might as well cater to them because the casual fans are going to cheer or boo whoever. Like, they're going to accept whatever. So you might as well not turn Daniel Bryan heel. You might as well keep Sheamus uh, heel, keep Ziggler. Like, like, there are certain guys they just don't like. Sheamus is one of them. He always gets shit on, on, on the um, after that uh, on the post-Raw show, you know. People just don't like him. And finally, he's feuding with a guy people legitimately like, two guys people legitimately like. And I think it's a good call. I, I think, honestly, like, if they were so intent on doing that Sheamus-Daniel Bryan feud, might as well have just done it at WrestleMania so Bryan could have had a singles match or dolls or whoever. But mm-hmm. um, we got to see Kalisto, and the whole world got to understand why Kalisto is awesome and could be their next ray if they ever actually make that... Um, push for him, but... Um, yeah, and I, I really like
1: that eight-man tag. I thought it... Again, because he had the Ascension in there, and he had the Lucha Dragons in there, so it's that NXT for It very and, NXT,
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Well, the, days, not, years, by the way. Just throwing oh that out God.
0: there. Oh, my God. I love the chant, though. The chant was so, like... And it, <laughs> I just love how clueless... They, this is why I cannot stand Xavier Woods, other than the fact he's, like... I call him fake-heat girl Xavier Woods, because he's just, like... Yeah, Power Rangers reference. Dragon Ball Z Oh, you you're you're just so geeky for us, Xavier Woods. You know so many different things. Um but okay, so he's like doing his chant, and they're like they're like New Day uh, they're like syncing it up so it's new day ch sucks, And he does that for a while and then he does it again. You are aware the crowd is chanting that you suck when you do that. Like I mean maybe <laughs> Xavier Woods is like, This gimmick sucks and I know it and I just want to keep these chants as loud as possible so they break it up but Holy shit, you're dumb, man! Well, he has a PhD,
1: so maybe maybe yeah. there's some truth to what you're saying. It's like, no, I just want to expose how shitty this gimmick is. So yeah,
0: let's just yeah. keep it going. Um, yeah, I love the uh, I love the Brock Lesnar angle. I thought it was great. Um, uh, I liked the, the Miz Down Stardust match. My I, I hope they can keep this rolling now that he's feuding with the Miz. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because so like, that's like,
1: going to be the, the tricky part. Once he actually drops the whole Mizdow act, because he's going to have to. Um, yeah,
0: he's going to have, have to do something to hook people in, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, Adrian Neville's debut, even though they dropped his first name for some reason. Oh, somebody. his
0: name's not Adrian Neville. He's just Neville. That's weird. <laughs> Vince just a weirdo. <laughs> I liked Adrian Neville's debut. I thought it was on point. I thought he was super over. Here's my issue. WWE has no goddamn idea how to deal with anything that's organically popular. I'm talking about Curtis Axel. I cannot tell you how much I've shit on Curtis Axel in the past, like, three years. Because he's done absolutely nothing. The Axel Mania thing got over so well, people legitimately liked it, and they proceeded to do absolutely nothing with it. This, like, if you want something that WWE does does as well as WCW, it's fucking up shit when it falls into their lap these days.
1: Oh, yeah. and Well, I said it from the night after the Royal Rumble when he came out and said, I was, I was screwed out of the Royal Rumble. And I'm like, oh, they could give him a whole character arc. And they could have made the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal kind of the payoff to that. But, no, they, they didn't do any of that. Yeah. They just um, have to humiliate him every night. Yeah, they're like, yeah, sorry, sorry for getting over, asshole.
0: um <laughs> Cena Ambrose was very good. Um, Mm-hmm. I like that match. Um, I wish Cena would have gone for the handshake and Ambrose would have just drilled him, but, you know. Um, all baby faces like each other. Didn't you know that? Yeah, right. Um, uh, the Divas match is pretty good. Um,
1: yeah, it was. I,
0: was I, you know. I like Naomi. Yeah, they're giving them all more time and, like, letting them do stuff. So it's, it, you know, working. So hopefully, apparently Vince saw Charlotte and Sasha a few like uh, like last week or something, and he's <laughs> like, You're, oh, they're great. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you should watch the show, you, you codger. Um, <laughs> so apparently they're coming up. So I think, you know, Charlotte and Sasha on the main roster, like assuming they, they continue to treat them all with respect, I mean, then you've got Age, AJ, Naomi, a much-improving Natalia. Nikki, who's a pretty good worker, and Bree, who's still Bree, Um, and you know you you're getting uh, a pretty good base of a division there now, you
1: know. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, and I think uh, I think Charlotte and Sasha Banks, if booked properly, would make outstanding additions to the Divas division because as we've seen in NXT, they are they're second to none.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and
1: you've got, and it's not
0: like they're. You've got a, a a large amount of people that could come up and be stars. Bailey, Blue Pants, um, Carmella. Uh, there's a lot of people down there that that could could be major stars if book correctly. So I mean, you know, just it's it's yours to screw up, WWE. Um, well,
1: we again talk about them screwing things up. Remember when they had Charlotte debut on Raw and how that turned out?
0: Yeah, that was fun. That made a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So uh, okay, so uh, Rusev beat Goldust. I talked about how I like that because it, you know, they're not going to focus on. Uh, hopefully, we'll get him away from Cena, and you know, we'll be able to to do a little something with Rusev. Um, it's just not. I hate America because I think you know, Rusev's pretty pretty ballin'. Um, oh yeah. Um, the main event was like a fucking raw main event. It was it was not what I was expecting for this show. I was hoping a. Awesome match or a great angle. I mean, once they announced the main event, I was like, "Oh, I know what that's going to be." And of course, you know, Reigns pins the, like the easiest to pin guy in WWE, Kane. And I guess it was their way to say, "Hey, Reigns is still kind of the main face." And
1: there you go. Like so, <laughs> hooray, everybody! For and it's also WWE. kind of disappointing because this was Seth's... You know, this was his first match as WWE champion, so. You know, I don't, it yeah, I don't mind about that. I mean, is
0: still, kind of the chicken shit heel. I don't mind that, but I i I'm just
1: saying, it's like his first match. I would have wanted something. If he's going to play the chicken shit that runs away, fine. I would have wanted something a little bit more, like some spice to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was lame the match. I mean, Kane and Big Show do not need to be competing in 2015. I mean, Big Show's been wrestling for 20 years. Let that sink in, everybody. Kane's been wrestling for longer. So, I mean, and oh, Kane was around in the 80s. Yeah, well, they're both almost uh Kane's almost 50. I want to say he's like 47. Jesus. And, you know, Big Show's not much farther off. I mean, I know he was very young when he started, but um they're they're they do not need to be wrestling anymore. And the crowd sold them so yeah, I know. Well, I've been saying it for quite some time. I mean, like, when was the last time you saw a great Big Show or Kane match? Oh,
1: uh, it's been a while. Been a their, main value is, Kane, like,
0: being, their main value is being tall or muscular. I mean, not really muscular so much. But, you know, hey, you know, Ryback exists, and there's guys you can just pull up off the indies that, that can fill that role if you need, like, a shitty, like, tall guy. Um get 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 Hey, You want one of those there. guys?
1: Go sign uh, he's on Lucha Underground, Brian Cage. Get that kid. He's amazing.
0: Yeah, he's not. He's short, though, is the thing.
1: Yeah, but he's built like a Mack truck. He, he, I don't he, yeah,
0: I know that's that's the thing, but he is very short. But yeah,
1: mm-hmm. um, well,
0: hey, fucking Luke Harper is on the roster, ladies and gentlemen. You can use him. So
1: um, you know that power bomb he does that looks amazing. He should let people with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, um, what else
0: can we talk about? Uh, Global Force is. Um, going to be doing something soon. Let me pull up the news item.
1: I feel like we get told
0: that a lot, though. Yeah, I know. It seems like they're, you know, I'm with you. Um, hold on. I'm trying to find it here. It seems like this was a little bit more substantial than mm-hmm. than most of the stuff they do. Where is it? Here we go. Um, okay, it's a summer schedule. Um, it's going to be in Vegas. Uh, and they've mentioned that they have the 13 affiliates in five continents, including New Japan, AAA, and federations in Europe, Australia, and Africa. So what it sounds to me is that they're going to be doing in Vegas, doing, uh, doing some shows in Vegas, and you're going to see, like, New Japan guys, AAA guys. So, so that's, you know, like, I guess it's uh, July 24th, August 21st, and Friday, October 23rd. So they're doing three different shows. Um, but, you know, I think that could be super cool. If you get, like, you know, Alberto Del Rio versus, like, Akata in the main event, like, that could be pretty cool. And, like, it could be kind of a new generation NWA, you know, the idea that, right. it, like, hey, this is kind of the banner or the alliance, and we'll do talent trades and, like, you know, maybe – Maybe that, like everybody's always like, oh, the territory system didn't work anymore. Well, you know it hasn't worked for a long time. WWE's method. So maybe in this new global internet age, you can do something like that, and uh, and you can, you can get all these talents from all over the world and, and and put on a show like that. So, um, so at least we yeah, have it some could be hate.
1: extremely cool. And you know, you look at there is talent out there, especially in Japan and Mexico and all that other stuff. So. Uh, mixing all that together, I think it'd be it, it could open the doors into some fresh material. Yeah,
0: there is town. Ta- yeah, you're right. There is town. Ta- you and I used to, and I think everybody used to say, like, you know, WWE has bled the territories dry, and to- that's correct. They bled the territories dry in America. However, like this is 2015. We're looking, you know, companies are global now. They're 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 multinational things, They're there's talent all over the world. It's like you, you've broadened the horizon now. So, like, you're going to Europe. You're going to Australia. You're going to, J- to Japan, who there's a prodigious amount of talent. You're going to AAA. You're going to all these different places. And there is talent there that, you know, like you said, it's out there. You've got to find it. You've got to be more creative. You can't just do the same thing that, that wrestling has been doing forever. So, you know, I applaud Jared for doing that. I hope it works. I really do, and I hope they're making some uh, prudent decisions as far as how this is going. But you know, they have my attention to say the least. I I like the idea of 2015 NWA, and we'll see what um, we'll see what we got there.
1: Just please don't hire Russo to write it. Please. And oh thank my you. god.
0: Well, there was that. Remember that rumor when he was like he was at the the, the Lucha Underground show, and John John uh, Johnny Mundo was quick to go. Uh, he is not writing. He was just watching. I hope everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I think we're good for today. Um, I hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And for Eric Lancy and Mr. Patrick Kelly, we are signing off.